Today on Photo Work, we have fashion photographer Emily Teague. Yep, she's a photographer who's partnered with companies such as Capture One, Smug Mug, and even Flickr. And she shares with us on the show why she transitioned from Lightroom to Capture One. So stay tuned and enjoy. Hi, Emily. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> we just met. I finally. In real life. About uh, an hour It's been ago, a couple but... years. Yes. It's been many years. Yes. It's it's great to like finally see you in person. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is your very overdue. Following <laughs> you for many years. Yeah, I've been a huge fan of your guys' work. Oh, it's thank cool. you. Oh. No, you're like real people. Very awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're just some AI in the background, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just see little avatars on Facebook be like, huh, that's probably what they look like. Yep. <laughs> This is us. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to start off with how you got started in the photography and retouching world. Yeah. Um, so I started when I was 16. Um, my uncle had gifted me with a class at the FIT, the Fashion Institute oh, wow. of Technology in New York. Um, it was just like a three-day workshop kind of class, and you could choose anything. So there was like jewelry making, um, cloth design, all this different stuff, and I had no idea because I'm really bad with my hands. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just destroy stuff. <laughs> so um, I, my friend had been doing photography, and I had done some modeling for her, Christina Shellhouse. If you guys are oh, familiar yeah. with her, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so I. I thought like, oh, if I take this photography class, it'll make me a better model for her. Mm -hmm. um, and I was really intimidated by photography, just by cameras, by, by all of it. Um, and I was like, no, like this is something I should push myself to do. And so I picked up my first digital camera and instantly fell in love. And I was like, this, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like it was that instant. Um, wow. By the end of the day, I was like, I'm a photographer now. <laughs> um, and it, it never stopped. Um, my love only increased. And so I came back to Chico, mm -hmm. California. Um, and I started working with different local models and makeup artists. And I think very quickly went in a fashion direction. It, originally it was portraits, mm -hmm. but I definitely felt that pull towards more elaborate setups or interesting clothing, mm -hmm. um, getting kind of wild with hair and makeup. So yeah, it's it's been really wild. <laughs> So born and raised in Chico, California? Pretty much. Um, originally born in Southern California. I okay. came here when I was three years old to Paradise, California. Oh. Um, grew up in Paradise, um, which is just about 30 minutes away from Chico, and then came to Chico when I was 13. So I consider Chico my hometown. It's mm -hmm. definitely, this is my nest. Nice. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, Chico is in Northern California, and it's a smaller town, a college 90, town. 90,000 people? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's cute. It is um, a very cute town. Not the best for fashion work. <laughs> <laughs> definitely no. not the best for fashion work. <laughs> cute. Yes. <laughs> so you're 16 in New York. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. It was great. So my uncle lived there and he's been a huge influence to me as well. Um, so I just took this three day workshop that was really fantastic and you know, such a, such an interesting experience to learn a lot in three days, mm -hmm. um, to learn about shutter speed, aperture, ISO, and really like as a 16 year old, um, to really understand what that means and how they're connected um, and how they are all related. Um, mm -hmm. it, was, it was interesting, yeah, I loved it. That's really cool. And then you just hit the ground running. I did, I haven't stopped yet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, something that photographer friends of mine would tell me is like, you're gonna burn out. And they'd be like, after four years, you're mm -hmm. gonna be over it. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like kind of angry about that. I was like, no, like I'm gonna show you. Um, so I'm on year seven now, and I'm like, hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I definitely, there's there's no burnout. I think, if anything, I feel more inspired by the more that I learn, and I never want to stop learning or growing or pushing. Um, so, yeah, that's good. True passion. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just fuels you. Yeah, I think there's definitely, 
I teach high schoolers, um, and it's interesting to see the kids who I'm like, you might be successful, or maybe you won't. I think the, the big thing is like, if you have this fire in your belly that makes you want to push, um, because photography is not necessarily like, like if you want to make money, um, <laughs> deciding that you're going to be a photographer maybe isn't the smartest idea to start <laughs> off with. <Yeah. laughs> um, you know, I think any, any parent who ever has a kid who's like, oh, I'm going to be a photography major in college is just like kind of weeping in the corner. Yeah, how about um, a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, right. Finance? Uh, <laughs> doctor? I think, you know, if you do want to be a photographer, you need that fire to go against all common sense um, and just never stop running with it. Yeah. Yeah. Since we're on burnout. Yeah. Or the possibility of it. Yeah. What do you, I, I've heard, of, you know, I've even experienced it. And all I did was kind of change what I was shooting. Yeah. When I realized I was burnt out on what I was shooting. Yeah. That's, uh, do you think that attributes? Wow, yeah. I just threw that question right in the No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, is, do you think that's why you haven't experienced burnout is because you've yeah. continually just you just push yourself to grow. You always shoot different Definitely. things. I do. So when I started, I did a lot of portrait work. Um, that was pretty much the only thing I did because there was no um, designers and Chico. I, mm. I didn't know how to work with stylists. I didn't know how to get clothing. So my focus was just on portraits. And it was great. But then slowly I got a little bored with that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, we need to spice this up yep. a little bit. Um, and I think in the beginning, I rushed really quickly. <laughs> so there was a headdress designer, Miss G Designs, who I saw when I was 16. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it, her work is brilliant. It's like these elaborate, big headdresses. And I was like, that's what I want to shoot. Um, <laughs> and so I messaged her when I was 16 or 17. And she didn't get back to me. And I was really sad about it. Um, so I messaged her again when I was 18. And she got back to me. And then the conversation kind of fell off. And then I messaged her again that year. And I, I was really persistent about it. Like, I wanted to shoot her designs. They were so beautiful. And finally, she's like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> and so I started shooting for her. Um, and we continued, we've continued to work together even now. Uh, we just talked a couple days ago about shooting. Um, it's cool to, like, to see those things to, to really happen. Um, but yeah, I, going back to the question. So I went from portraits to that. And then kind of got tired of that and then went more commercial, which I think is where I'm at now. So the past year, I've been doing a lot of tests with agencies. Um, I think for a while, I felt insecure about studio lighting. So I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot nothing but studio. Yeah. Um, and so that's what the past year has been for me. And it's been great. And I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, yeah, like I got this down. And I'm starting to feel like that same, not boredom, but like restlessness. I'm like, yeah. I got to mix this up. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm excited just to see where these next few months are going to take me. Because I do, I want to keep shooting in studio, but I do want to mix it up with different concepts, um, with working with better teams. Um, so yeah, I think definitely always changing, pushing yourself to grow. I think you can never, you, you can't become too stable. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the variety. Yeah essentially and the drive yeah a little, little fire go. in the belly yep. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of good tips you're right if you are in this industry for money only I don't, you can't last there's no yeah. way yeah especially starting out like yeah I, you if, won't make it if there's a high schooler who comes to me and they're like i want to do this because i want to be a millionaire i'm like you should look at a different career yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know there, there's a ton of money within photography of course of course but i don't think that's the reason you should start doing it yeah. right right you have to have the, the really the love for it yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. kind of that the passion the passion to yep. be like i'm gonna say fuck it to all common sense mm -hmm. and just right. do this i'm gonna persevere oh. through the times the dry times yeah because 
yeah. I love doing this. Right. Because yeah. there's a lot of drive times. I have a lot of, um, of these high school kids mm-hmm. come to me and they're like, I want to start shooting for National Geographic now. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, and, and even people who haven't, um, on Instagram sometimes I get these mm-hmm. messages from people who are like, hey, I want to shoot uh, Runway, I want to shoot for magazines, I want to shoot all this stuff. And I'm like, great, I'll, let me go look at your portfolio. And they're like, oh, I don't have one. I'm like, okay, um, send me over some photos that you've taken. And they're like, oh, I haven't yet. I'm like, okay, well, it's you can do this. Um, they're like, great, I want to do it now. I'm like, no, no. You, you, you can't. <laughs> like, um, you know, it takes so many years and perseverance and passion and blood, sweat, and tears. Um, you know, and you have to be okay with that. You have to know that's what you're up against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the competition too. That, that alone. Yeah, the competition um, as a woman, other men in the industry can be kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're I, starting out at 16, I think something that I really struggled with was feeling like put down by people that were older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, even making the switch from being like a Chico model um, to being a photographer, like I was put down for that. Like there was a photographer who I looked up to at the time who was kind of like, get back in your place. I'm like, whoa, Ooh. yeah. So. You know, you, you can't let that stuff bother, though, mm-hmm. bother you. Um, you just kind of have to push through. Yeah. Going off of, uh, like, having high schoolers hit you up, like, how do I shoot runway? How do I do that? Yeah. Just because we, we that's what we're here. We're trying to teach, yeah. give people those resources. Like, here's here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to know. What would you say is a, is a good first step for somebody who wants to become a yeah. photographer? Specifically, let's stay with fashion yeah. or runway. Uh, shoot like shoot and then shoot again and then shoot again and then shoot again um you know it just comes down to to shooting to experimenting testing um and experimenting with everything like experiment with different light experiment with different models different makeup artists experiment with stuff you might not like um you know you have to shoot a ton and never stop shooting um you know i think going back to what we said earlier these kids who are coming to me and they're like i want to do it now you can't that's not going to happen um so the number one thing is shoot, shoot a ton. And then also be really curious. I don't know if shoot a ton or be curious. I think they're equally important. Right. Um, but you know, I, I would say look for every possible way that you can grow. And there's so many ways. Um, it doesn't have to be through the traditional education world. Um, especially now, like we have so many opportunities. There's online education that you can do. There's books, there's mentors. Um, yeah, shoot a lot. Um, so yeah, shoot a lot. Experiment, be curious, um, ask for help. I think that's something that I've, I've been learning um, and still continue to learn is like, figure out what your problem is, what you need, and then ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been doing this for a while now and I'm still amazed by it every time it works. I'm like, oh yeah, I need this thing. I'm like gonna send it out into the world. Um, and there's people, there are helpers in the world. Um, and I think that's something that I wanna be now for other people. Um, but you know, there's there's always people that are going to want to help you. So if you you just have to find those people um, and avoid avoid the assholes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, shoot, be curious, and ask for help. I think those are those are like the three main things that I'm like do this. <laughs> yeah. Relationships, like just getting jobs yeah. alone. It's not. Would you say, my experience, it's not just the work. No. Oh no. It's, like. Yeah. I would the say, personality, the human, the yeah. person behind it. Yeah, I would say so many of my jobs have come from friendships, um, which I'm really grateful for. But like, if you are a decent human, you tend to be more successful. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, relationships is huge. You know, I think at a certain point, everyone's work looks decent, right? Like, you have the work down, you can produce good light, consistent quality of work, um, but really, you you need to be likable. You need to be someone who, when you're on set, you're a pleasant person to be around, and people right. want to hire you again because they're like, oh, I like being around this human. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think relationships is everything. Yeah, you're going to spend 12-hour days with somebody. You don't want yeah. them to be a jerk. No, absolutely. <laughs> There's, I think those, because that used to be kind of the, I, at least in my understanding, it used to be kind of the norm is like, oh, I'm I'm X. Yeah. I can be whoever. I'm, how do I say this? I'm being offensive. Uh, <laughs> I can be a jerk because my work's that good. And, yeah. and everything was so closed off and limited. There literally was only a handful of fashion photographers yeah. that yeah. shot everything, like, yeah. you know, 20 years ago. And I, I, I definitely think you're right. Like, mm-hmm. that's changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Terry Richardson being banned from Vogue is a perfect example. Yeah. Like, he got away with this for so many years mm-hmm. for being a jerk, for being a creep. Mm-hmm. And people were just like, oh, but he has good work. He has good work. Um, I think finally it's at the point where people are putting their foot down. I'm like... Mm-hmm. No, if you are a creep and a jerk and a terrible human, you don't get to work with us, which is great. Um, so definitely your work matters, but also relationships really matter and being a decent human matters. Yeah. Well, I wanted to segue into your trip to India yeah. to cover a very serious topic of sex trafficking. Um, you were also sponsored by Smug yeah. Mug to whoop, do so, whoop. which is shout out to Smug Mug. Uh, my people. <laughs> um, I would love to hear all about how that yeah. came to be. So I had just left a job in Missouri and part of the deal with myself is like, if I left this job, I would go to India. Um, and I had been wanting to go forever, but also I've been doing more and more photojournalism projects. So the last big one I did was on human trafficking in Ghana, um, which I'll, I'll avoid. I mean, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have really been getting more into trafficking. And what I really wanted to, sp- to focus on uh, was sex trafficking. So I'd been talking with one of my friends from Smug Mug Alistair and just kind of told him about this project and he was really interested in it. We were gonna meet at the Photo Plus Expo in New York and he said, you know, why don't you tell our head of marketing about this? And so we all talked together and I told them what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and why it's really important. Um, and they were like, what can we do to help? Um, so one of the things I really love about Smug Mug is that they, as a company, really care because that's not an easy subject mm-hmm. to go after. And I think a lot of companies would avoid something so um, so tragic mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. uncomfortable to mm-hmm. talk about. Mm-hmm. So so shout out to Smug Mug for, for caring and wanting there to be a spotlight on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all put together really quickly. Um, so I went at the end of November. Um, My last project I had done, I worked with one organization. This one, I worked with five different organizations throughout India, Mm -hmm. which made it a lot harder. So I went to Delhi, Patna, Majafapur, Kolkata, Jaipur, a village near Jaipur, (laughs) then back to Delhi. Um, And it was intense. It was really, it was exhausting. Physically, it was really exhausting. Mentally and emotionally, it was really Mm -hmm. exhausting. Um, So basically what I was doing there was going to shelters, um, going to a lot of places, but primarily shelters and interviewing these girls that had been trafficked. And their ages mostly ranged from 16 to 18. Mm. Um, there was a woman that I interviewed who was also in her 30s. Um, but you know, the stories are so similar. Of, you know, A lot of these girls are coming from Bangladesh or from Nepal, um, getting tricked into this, and they don't have a solid support network to get them out of this. Mm. So. So basically what I'm working on now is the article that's going to accompany that. And that comes out 
March 8th, which is International Women's Day. Um, and on, on my side, it will kind of talk about the specific interviews with the girls, their stories, um, but also a lot of statistics about sex trafficking, both in India and in the world, because um, it's, it's a global issue. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's in the U.S. as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's definitely, for me, the next thing that I want to focus on, because I think it's something we really push under the rug. Like, we're aware of it. We know it's a thing, but we have no idea how huge it is. Um, I would say, like, you know, there there's hotels that have rings for sex trafficking. Like, Motel 6s have been caught doing this. Um, you know, cops have been caught doing this. Um, it's it's everywhere, and it's such a huge issue that I definitely want there to be more focus on. Yeah, that's definitely, like, a hard topic to cover, and um, I'm sure um, Smug Mug, that's good for them to, like, put the spotlight out yeah, there. Yeah, I know? really, I can't say enough, like, how much I respect them mm -hmm. for kind of going out on a ledge mm -hmm. and, and focusing on that, despite it being either, you know, for some reason controversial mm -hmm. or uncomfortable to talk about uncomfortable mm -hmm. yeah yeah um it's like not shiny marketing right no no yeah um and that you know <laughs> not to not to gush about smug mug but mm -hmm. you know that is something that they really support what their creators are doing mm -hmm. um and i feel very supported by them so yeah i i love that they're not afraid to talk about it and i love that they're really passionate about work that's being done yay shout out smug mug <laughs> yes <laughs> And it sounds like your connection to Smug Mug came from a friend. Is yeah, that, is that what I, you're saying? So I went to the first time I ever met with them was at the photography show in England, um, which I'm about I'm getting ready to go back to um, next week. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's it's similar to the expos in the U.S. like WPPI or the photography show. Um, the reason that I go to them is that's where all my friends are. It's like the couple times a year where people photographers from all over the world get together. Uh, and that's definitely like where I developed my community, which I am so grateful for. Um, so a couple of my friends, uh, Bella and Pratik, who uh, an amazing photographer and retoucher, um, they introduced me to Smug Mug, and they're both ambassadors for Smug Mug as well. And I met with Alistair there, who is the global marketing manager. But every time I introduce him to someone, I, I say like, this is the king of Scotland, or this is the owner of Spongebob. And he's like, Emily, you can't say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just, we really hit it off. And he saw my work um, and immediately was like, let's let's talk. And we just kind of built a relationship. And I'm, I've been with them for a couple years now. Um, and they're, they're fantastic. It's very, I feel really lucky to be with them. With your involvement in uh, expos, photo expos, and photo like Photo Plus, like we did, we've been to Photo Plus. Uh, what do you do? PP. WPPI. WPPI. Just got back from that one in Vegas. The body is uh, recovering. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that what one's definitely more fun. Uh, well, after hours. <laughs> I used to go to PPA. PPA. They haven't had Professional a show photographers. In a long time. Yeah, I was in Wait, Vegas. They probably still have a show, but it's a long time. It was huge back in the day. Uh, but with those, they offer a lot of those um, conventions or expos will offer portfolio review. Yeah. Do you have an opinion about? Oh, I think it's great. I think it's it's super important. Um, I think one of the best ways to grow is to have others critique your work, um, and not just one person, but like as many people <laughs> as possible. Um, something that I do is like if there's a photographer I really admire that I am friends with, I, I want to hear their opinion um, because I respect them and I want to know what they think of my work. And I'm so, not not just me, but we're also biased about our work, you know? And I'll, I'll speak for myself now, but there are so many images where there's an emotion or a memory connected to it. Um, right. I had this image in my portfolio for 
what, three years, four years now? Um, I just let it go recently, but it was shot in Paris um, with a makeup artist. My first time using Gold Flake, and this is still what I was like really in the phase of like, everything, like grandiose, as, as elegant and rich as it can get. Um, and so I remember like really loving that we were using Gold Flake. I thought it was so cool that it was a shoot in Paris. My team didn't speak English. Like it was a lot of work. Um, and there was a lot of like memory and emotion tied into that shoot. And the images were great, especially at the time they were the best I shot, but you know, it was four years ago. So now it's the oldest stuff in my portfolio. And I've known for a while that it's gonna be time soon to let it go. And I've had a, a couple of reviews this past year where they just kind of confirmed, like, you gotta let it go. Um, so that one's a little more obvious, but there's other images where maybe I went to one photographer and they're like, this image has to go, and I didn't get rid of it. And I went to a different photographer or a reviewer and they're like, no, this is one of your strongest ones. Mm -hmm. So it can be also really, it can be tricky, um, which is why it's good not to just go to two photographers mm -hmm. or three photographers, but as many as possible. Um, and if you really love an image and someone says to get rid of it, don't necessarily get rid of it. Maybe see a couple other photographers' opinions as well right. before you do. Um, I think another really important thing, I went to a free review recently in New York and I thought, wow, this is really cool. And it was just kind of a thing where you had like five different reviewers in the room and you could go to whichever one you wanted. And most of them were wedding photographers. Um, and so I sat down with one guy and he was very sweet. He's an older guy. And I, he said, you know, what do you shoot? And I said, oh, I, I shoot fashion. He said, oh, I know nothing about that. And I said, oh, that's okay. And I'm like, this is kind of awkward. Like, you know, I'm here. Like, <laughs> what do I do? And so he looked at my website. He's like, this is really nice work. I'm like, thank you. And it was just like, good job. <laughs> um, so also, the, the, the thing that I'm trying to say is like, make sure you're having people review your work that are within your specific industry. So like if you're a wedding photographer, have other wedding photographers view your work. <laughs> if you're a commercial photographer, have other commercial photographers view it. Um, you know, for this guy specifically that I saw, there were images where he's like, yeah, this is really great, where a commercial photographer might see it and be like, no, like, what's the point of this? Like, if I'm shooting fashion, like, is is there a mood being told here? Is this focusing on the clothing? Um, where maybe a wedding photographer might see it and be like, well, this is really pretty. Um, in, not, to, not to bash on wedding photographers, mm -hmm. but we all have different things that we look for within right. images. Correct, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good tip is to research who is looking at your work because yeah. mm -hmm. not all or portfolio reviews are equal. You yeah. Know? yeah, definitely. But also taking it with a grain of salt. And yeah. a grain of salt, too. Like yeah. who's it's coming from. It's always good to have multiple opinions uh -huh. even if they're outside your realm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just how, how much weight do you put in it? Yeah. Yeah. I know there's, there's photographers that I've been friends with who they've told me stories of getting reviews where the reviewers destroyed them. And they're like, we're really brutal. Um and made them not want to continue photography. Mm. And I was like, oh <laughs> man, I mean, one, like shame on the reviewer for being that harsh, mm -hmm. but also it's important to remember that like this reviewer is not the final say, mm -hmm. you know, like take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. You've recently been partnered with Capture One, yeah. which I've been super stoked for you. Me too, thank mm -hmm. you. It's amazing <laughs> to be partnered with some somebody like Capture One. I've got a lot of respect for them. Yes, um, they're amazing. A shout out to Capture One. <laughs> cool. we'll like take other a, people. We'll take a sponsorship. 
for the record, we're not sponsored, but Emily is partnered with them. And um, can you talk about your experience working with them? Yeah. So I started working with them earlier this year. Um, and I, I had a Capture One license for about a year and a half. And I knew that I had to make the switch. Like, you know, it's, it's industry standard. Um, it's a much more advanced program. I had read all the reasons for why it was important to make the switch. And I had seen the difference when you first import an image into Capture One versus when you first import an image into Lightroom. Like, you can immediately see that richness in color, um, the quality. So I knew it was important, but I was also really intimidated by it. You know, it's a very different interface, um, and I was so used to my workflow. You know, I started actually started using Cap Lightroom mm -hmm. before I started photography. Um, mm -hmm. So I told you guys I had been modeling for that friend of mine. Mm -hmm. She would give me some of the images, and I wanted to edit them, and I I didn't know what to do. So I started using Lightroom. That was a really cool start to photography. Mm -hmm. Probably made it a lot easier. So when I actually started using it, though, I, I think I got in there and I was like, okay, today's the day. You're not leaving this bedroom until you start working in there. Um, so I just started fiddling with everything in Capture One. You know, I started right-clicking. I started trying to drag. And it was a surprise when, like, I would try to drag something. It would actually drag. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Um, <laughs> and it started becoming kind of fun to, like, troubleshoot and figure out, like, how here's an issue. How do I fix this issue? Uh, and then any time that I didn't figure out how to fix the issue on their website, they have something called the Learning Hub, and it's just a ton of free webinars, tutorials, um, little clips on how to do everything. <laughs> so especially even for getting started, there's like an introductory video being like, this is this, this, this. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is this. Like, this isn't so intimidating. Um, so that was really helpful to me. And then I just really got into it. <laughs> um, so I started using it for all my street photography in India. And it was really interesting just to compare the before and afters of like, okay, I had already edited this photo in Lightroom, so this is what it looks like. And then editing it in Capture One and being like, oh wow, that's a really major difference. So yeah, we, I, we've been doing some stuff together. I just did a Capture, or I'm in the process of doing a Capture One takeover for them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about that. And then there's a blog post coming out soon with them, talking about my switch from Capture One to them. And we did one other, oh, we did a webinar. Um, I like woke up at 3 a.m. because they're based in Denmark. Um, so that was that was fun to like get up early and be like, good morning. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to continue doing some cool stuff with them. How did they find you? Um, so actually going back to the photography show, mm -hmm. I think I met David Grover who I want to say is like the king of Capture One. Um, I'm just going to give all my friends like new titles. Is, is he the main guy that does all the webinars? He is, yeah. So okay, hear, I, yeah, I totally know him. Yep, if you hear like a lovely British voice, yes. that's David. Um, Hello, David. Yeah. So David and I met at the photography show and we had a bunch of mutual friends. And so we became friends on Facebook and we just followed each other for a while. And then he saw the work that I was doing in India and he said, hey, Emily, um, you know, is it possible, could, could we use some of these images for webinars? And I said, absolutely. And he said, are you using Capture One? And I like kind of looked away. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, because I'd been using it for tethering, but then uh, once I was done tethering, I would import them into Lightroom and that just like broke his heart, <laughs> uh, which I think is what a lot of people do, you know, because oh, yeah. it's, it's so much, it's far superior for tethering. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's superior for everything, but drastically um, compared to Lightroom. Lightroom goes really slow with that. So... He was like, you know, start playing around with it. Um, here's a 30-day trial and kind of in exchange for the images, um, he gave me a new license. And I was like, okay, I need to learn now. Um, <laughs> and so it was fun talking with him because I would give him updates every day. Like, did you know you could do this? And he's like, yeah, Emily, 
I know. <laughs> um, but I was just so excited. Like I, I was messaging to him daily, like showing before and afters and being like, look what I just found out. Um, and so that's been really fun. I'm like, I'll, I'll go to him. Recently I went to him and I was like, David, did you know that you can't just press like command C and command Z or command V to copy and paste? Like you need to get on that. And he's like, actually, if you could press like command shift C, then you can do it. Um, so I'm, I'm learning a ton from him still. And it's been really fun to learn more. <laughs> For people that haven't made the switch to Capture One, what would you say to bring them over? Yeah, I would say just do it. <laughs> I mean, really, like if you if you tell yourself, okay, today's the day, mark it on the calendar, say, I am spending just 30 minutes learning. Um, that's all you need. Because one, it won't just be 30 minutes. Like you'll, the moment you get into it, it starts making sense. Um, the easiest way would be to go to the Learning Hub, check out those introductory videos, just like the first five, um, and you're, you're golden. Like mm -hmm. just, just do that. I, it was interesting, because while I was writing this blog post for Capture One, I was talking with my roommate, Brandy Nicole, who's mm -hmm. also a really talented photographer. And she was in the exact same boat that I was. She really wanted to make the switch to Capture One. She'd been using Lightroom for 10 years, you know, was really used to it, um, but also knew that she had to make that switch. Um, and I was like, let's just do it right now. And she's like, right now? <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, let's see how quickly you can learn this. Um, conveniently, I'm gonna tie this into my blog article. So I, I added her into it. So. We opened up the Learning Hub for her. She watched the first five videos, and really within within an hour for sure, she felt proficient, um, and she's just taken it from there and soaring with it. So now she'll like text me and be like, did you know you can do this? Uh, and unlike where David, I'm telling him, I'm like, no, I didn't. Um, circling back to you. Yeah, so it's, it's really fun to like, to see someone else have the exact same process that I had, and I think for so many photographers, it's the same thing. Like. Mm -hmm. We were intimidated by it, but if we just spend 30 minutes doing it, you know, and really, really dedicating yourself to doing it, because there were so many times I'd open the program and fiddle around and be like, well, maybe next time. Mm -hmm. um, but if you use your resources, like the Learning mm -hmm. Hub, which is entirely free, um, and you go back to fiddling around after that, I do think that is such an easy switch to make. Yeah, 30 minutes, and it's a free trial. Yeah, 30-day yeah. free trial. Yeah. Are you guys interested? <laughs> yeah. But really, the, yeah. I think the point is is that it's it's a superior program. I mean, your images, there is a physical difference between the images you get with yeah. Lightroom versus Capture yeah. One. Yeah, and you can see and There's also just so many added tools. Um, I mean, the color editor alone, you can color grade entirely within Capture One. Like, how cool is that? Um, yeah, and I just keep discovering new stuff. Um, I'm like, what? You can do this? It's kind of like if, like that intermediary between Lightroom and Photoshop, because mm -hmm. um, it has a lot more tools in Lightroom, um, but you can't liquefy. So <laughs> it's not Photoshop yet. <laughs> um, I mean, definitely all my Photoshop, all, all my retouching work um, I do within Photoshop, and all my you know, initial work I do within Capture One. Thank you so much for joining us on PhotoWorks. Stay tuned for part two. Emily Teague talks to us about how to shoot a fashion editorial as well as retouching do's and don'ts. Thank you for listening to PhotoWork. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And what else? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend.